Hello, everyone, and welcome to Six Figure Souls, doing good and making money, the weekly podcast highlighting entrepreneurs that have followed their passion and had massively successful businesses in alignment with who they are. This is a very special season eight, where I am interviewing members of the Natural Life Business Partnership, the Soul Professional Society. So they're talking about their businesses and what they created in the world. I am your host, Camille Miller. I am the founder of the Natural Life Business Partnership and a business and mindset strategist. Um, Today, we have a very special interview with Heidi Rome. She is an author, facilitator, trainer, and autism educator. Um, Heidi, I also love that you wrote Prospective Changer, because now I know more about you. Welcome, Heidi, to the show. Thank you so much, Camille. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, I love, there's just so much I want to jump in with you. But first, let's start about your background that started you, the step before you uh, became this incredible educator of, um, of people about autism. So um, give us a little bit about your background and who you were and then how you ended up here. Okay. Yes. Well, I, like every human, I've needed to pivot a number of times based on from the original life script that I had been living and I had written and then life throws a curveball, and you're like, what? <laughs> who am I now? So that kind of happened. I had been in uh, healthcare marketing and philanthropy and then I had my uh, amazing kids and my younger son, Ethan, has severe autism. And uh, that changed things. It yeah. changed my priorities. It changed my worldview. It changed how I thought of myself. So that's what put me on on that current path of having that autism perspective. Lovely. All right. So first, let's dive a little bit into your book. And then we'll talk about what you do now. And, and how you educate people. So tell us about your book, because it was really the story of Ethan. And it was actually yes. Ethan's story. Ethan's story and my journey with him as his companion on the journey. And the, the, the name of the book is You Just Have to Love Me, Mothering Instructions from My Autistic Child. And Ethan is truly my teacher in it. So the book is about Ethan, but it's really about me and who I became on this journey with him and all the decisions and the process through which I became more and more aware of how was I thinking? How was I feeling? How was I making decisions? How was I moving through my life? And in, in the context of dealing with a child's illness, a child's condition that I thought was my job to fix. And I thought that that was my job as a good mother to make this challenge go away. And I learned on this journey that in fact, that was not my job. <laughs> and as the title gives away, the my job as Ethan uh, had typed to me, Ethan doesn't have much spoken language, but he eventually typed to me when I said, how can we help you on this journey? He typed, you just have to love me. And that is your job. The rest is my job to do. And that was my wake up call and my (laughs) emotional, spiritual 
chiropractic adjustment <laughs> to say, you know, I was barking up the wrong tree. Yeah. And our job is not to fix and change other people. Our job is to accept and, and love them and be of service to them. Yeah, exactly who they are, right? Yes, and as and, they and are. people um, cross our paths for a reason. And I believe the souls of our children are also given to us for a reason to yes. care for. Exactly. Yeah. And in fact, that was part of Ethan's message, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which was pretty amazing yeah. about that. So I also have an autistic child, not as severe and one with severe ADHD. And I had to change my thinking to, I was gifted this child because they chose me and had to say, I have to do the best I can because this is my challenge and my lesson in life. They chose me to be their mother. So uh, I was the gifted one. I was the lucky one. Yeah. They chose you and you chose them. Yeah. It, true. A giving and a receiving. Right. It's both. I do agree oh, with that. Yes. You know, because we, the world look, works better and life works better when we, you know, love our neighbor as ourselves. Yeah. We have to love ourselves first, take care of ourselves first, understand what it means to meet our own needs. And from that platform, we can then love others and be of service to them. Yeah. And that in turn expands us. Yeah. So if you see how it works, it's like, take care of ourselves, make sure our needs are met. Okay. Use that wherewithal to be of service to others. And then in doing that and taking that action and having that mindset that we then benefit and we expand and we become more aware of, huh, this is what I, this is what I really want. This is where my values are. This is what's important to me. So the journey and our teachers, like our kids, um, really is powerful in, in putting us on the path to our own purpose in our lives. Yeah. Yeah, I, I believe that I could not have expanded to the human I am today without knowing who they are and, and realizing, and this is with anyone, that you have to accept people for exactly who they are because you can only see them through your own perspective, right? right. That's the only lens you have is from your own knowledge and your own life. You don't have that other lens. And just if you're just more accepting. So now when I call my kids, I'm always like, how can I best support you in this moment? What do you That's need? That's right. That's yeah. right. Because we're not in their shoes. Right. The fact is we might want to change everyone and we think it's for their good, but we can only change ourselves. Yeah. We can never. Right. Ride. We, otherwise, you know, we're trying to take the steering wheel of, of their life. Yes. Their life bus. Let me drive that bus for you, honey. Yeah. It's for your own good. It's like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. It was more freeing for me to go through that lesson as mm -hmm. they um, were struggling in adulthood and kind of learning life skills. And especially for one child that I have, it was a struggle. But at one point I had to say, you know what? I have to let go and I have to watch the struggle and not try to fly in and fix everything every exactly. single time. So it got to a point over the last two years of, you know, just calling and just being like, I think I got it. Like, and not having the crumble of, oh my God, I can't do this without you. Right. And it's, it's been a journey for me though. Let me tell you how many times you want to catch that wheel. 
Of course. Oh, I get it. I, I but totally also freeing. It is. It is freeing because what it actually makes life a little less complicated yeah. because if, if I'm clear, my role, you know, the hero's journey, you're the hero. Every human is the hero of their own life right. and other people play other roles like guide and friend and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. whatever, villain, <laughs> right? The, and that's really important to be clear because then as guide, our role then is to, is to be mom and say, I believe in you. You got this. Yeah. I know you can do it. You're not alone. Here I am. And I know you can do it because we all know the analogy of the butterfly coming out of the cocoon. It must come out by itself. It has to struggle and break out. If you say, let me help it and you cut it, you make it easy. It dies. Yeah. It's the struggle that strengthens it to be able to burst through and fly and live its own life. Yeah. What a great lesson. All right. So tell us how you brought all of this in your wonderful book. And now you're really an educator for, mm -hmm. for schools and staffs and companies. Um, yes. And it, it's such a, a beautiful story of you just kind of taking the reins and going out. And I, and I feel like such a gap was in the world that people don't know how to react. That That is true. It really is a a story of resilience yeah. and handling hard things. And I, I talk about, I learned this through the portal <laughs> of <laughs> autism and yet like any hard thing, it's about the human journey and overcoming something hard. And then who do you choose to be? It becomes about identity because at any, with any circumstance, there's a choice, right? Love or fear. Am, am I going to be a puddle on the floor in the face of this? Or am I going to say, oh my goodness, I'd rather this weren't happening, but since it is, who am I going to be? And that decision of who am I going to be is, is the most empowering because that's where we have choice. As human beings, we always has a, have a choice. How do we choose to respond to this hard thing? Yeah. So when we hear about, you know, these football players and all, you know, they overcame these childhoods of, of all kinds of hard things, we ourselves may not have had that childhood or had that particular situation, but we all respond on a deep level of, I get it, you, you faced something hard that you thought might even destroy you, and you came out the other side. And if you came out the other side, I can too. And, and to demonstrate that to people, because we're, we're all human. No one's better than anyone else. If I can right. do it, you can do it. It's, it's just, you need to be reminded of that. Yeah. That's beautiful. What is like the biggest, so that's a big message, but I would I'm collect my question. <laughs> okay. Um, what do you think is the biggest aha that people find after they've spoken to you? It could be a teacher, an educator themselves, like in a different capacity, you know, working with, you know, probably autistic children that they didn't know before that you yeah. bring forward. Well, certainly the piece about our only job in any relationship, not just child, 
right with any relationship our only job is to accept and love not fix I would say that's a big piece because I think most of us are very judgmental and we Mm -hmm. think you know right wrong good bad and oh it's my job to make that good make that less bad and try to fix and so I think that realization is is one of the big takeaways the other big takeaway which I think people feel more of a lightness of heart is kind of a perspective reframing of what if everything that has ever happened to you has brought you to this moment, has taught you, has been prologue, has been preparation to get you ready for this very moment and the decisions you're making about who to be and what to do right now, if everything was conspiring for your good. And that can sometimes ease people a little bit and not feel so downtrodden and to think, well, you know, let me just try that on, you know, let me just see how does it feel if I put on that perspective of being supported and guided? Because I think often when we look back at things that right now, you know, we might say, oh, that was really hard. That was really bad. You know, if in the moment we've thought that and we look at it now, we say, you know, it was hard. But boy, did I learn an important lesson there. And I think remembering that, because I think it's happened to all of us or almost all of us, can be very soothing to people. Yeah. So the the bigger lesson. Yes. Really the bigger lesson, right? Yeah. It's not random. It's not like, oh, why me? Poor me. You know what? Good, good for you. Yeah. You look what you survived. Look what you moved through. And here you are to tell the tale. I love that. I, I find that in parenting too, right? I can yes. look back and say what I do 10 years ago, like that wasn't so smart. And I now tell myself I did the best I could in that moment because I didn't have all the knowledge I have today. A hundred percent. You did the best you could. And you know what, Camille? That's a wonderful message for you to give your daughters. Yes. Anyone to give their children, you know, we're all doing the best we can and we make mistakes and we say things we wish we hadn't and we do things we wish we hadn't and if I had it to do over oh my goodness I would love to and to just say you know clean it up if you can own it be responsible say you're sorry and how can I make it right and then move forward and be honest about it you know that's another big thing that we often do with our kids we say we're fine. We're fine. You know, we put on the face and meantime, we're like, Oh, I'm not fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really not fine. And they know it. Yes. And they know we're lying. Mm -hmm. We don't mean to lie. We think we're protecting them, but we're lying. We're not in integrity because what we say and what we feel don't match and our kids feel it. And you know, that sends a message an un, unaware, unwitting right. message, but mm-hmm. it sends a message of, I don't trust you. Mm-hmm. I don't trust you with the truth, or I don't think you can handle the truth, or I don't feel close enough to share my truth with you. All these messages that we don't know we're sending when we lie. So the opportunity is be fully, kindly self-expressed. You know, the three criteria is it true? Is it kind? Is it necessary? And before we say anything, it has to be all three. <laughs> but, you know, if we own that and own our truth 
and we share that with our kid, I think, I know I've been amazed at the power of that because people won't be as angry when they feel truth. It's very de-escalating. It's very calming when you know someone's speaking their truth to you. You can you don't have to protect yourself anymore because you're you know you're being spoken truth to. So you can listen, you can become more present and aware and open. And that that's true communication. Yeah. And that's then a true giving and receiving, and trust gets built. So that's part of the journey of hard things is you know, figuring this out, learning the discernment. How can I speak my truth? kindly in the moment, you know, and build relationship instead of harm it. I love that. I love that. So I want to speak a little bit about um, the work you do now as an educator and going into companies, because if there's a company listening right now or someone saying, (laughs) "Ooh, that would be so good to bring into my, to my world, to my people, to my staff, um, your why. Why do you do, why is it so good for any company to bring you into either the staff or to talk to other parents or, you know, what value do you add? So if someone's listening and I love before we turned on the camera that you said, you're really a perspective changer and you use some great examples. So that's what I felt was so important. Well, thank you. Yeah. I just love speaking and engaging and guiding people in this conversation and helping them see solutions to things that they feel like are, you know, problems and how do I handle it? So for example, I go into, I uh, work with my local Y and I do staff training with them because these are the staff who work with children um, through high school, actually, um, after school and at camp. And they were seeing these these kids coming in with all kinds of situations and behaviors with IEPs, without IEPs. That's the individualized education plan for people um, with with kids with special needs who need special learning and, and accommodations. And they would have these kids coming in and they would see these behaviors and they're like, what is going on and what do I do? And they saw it as a real problem. And what do we do with, what do we do with these kids? You know, these kids are a problem was the perspective. And I said, well, you know, I am not a a behaviorist. I'm not going to come in and write a behavior plan or, you know, talk about ways to make kids conform. That's not what I'm going to do. And they said, that's okay. <laughs> you do your thing. I said, okay, great. And I I go in and I and I share with staff a new perspective. And and you know, I I just talk with them about, for example, behavior is communication. And that this child is not giving you a hard time. They didn't wake up in the morning. I'm gonna give the staff at the Y a hard time. They're not, they don't want to give you a hard time. They're having a hard time. And that allows the staff or anyone to shift into a different perspective of compassion and empathy and seeking to understand instead of anger and judgment. And, hey, you know, you better behave. You know, it's like it's, it's a whole different energy. And that opens a possibility because we all know intuitively 
how do we handle you know, someone in distress. Now, having said that, there's a lot to learn and there are things to do. And I've actually created what I call the win-win skill sets so that people have tools to use when things show up. And the understanding though, it's not only the kid, because it's all a system. It's right. not only the, the kid having a hard time, the teacher's having a hard time, the other kids in the room are having a hard time. So how step into that understanding with compassion and make sure everyone is taken care of so that all the energy can de-escalate and we can actually take care of what we need to take care of. So I just love that opportunity to go in and, you know, with companies, it's, it's the same idea. There are these employees, for example, who have a big burden of pain. If they have a special needs kid, if it's autism, if it's ADHD, if it's any number of situations, they're at work every day or they're doing their, their, you know, working their career and they have a burden and maybe they don't feel there's a place who understands who gets what they live with. And I think that this is an opportunity for employers to say to their employees, we get it. We hear you. We, we're here for you. We are your community and we want to be of support to you and give you tools to lighten your own burden. And that, you know, sure, that's going to help them do a better job. <laughs> um, but it will also deepen their connection with with their coworkers, with, with their place of employment. Right. It's just a win-win to be there for the people who are are there uh performing for you. Yeah. It's it's showing compassion. Yes. They even get it. Yes. And I, I think that's um, I didn't look at it that way, but even an employer understanding what that burden could be like for a parent, not because yes. they might not have that same type of burden at home. Right. They'll have they whatever, what whatever like. situation yep. to come. To and that's why when I speak, like it's not just about autism, you yeah. know, it's through the autism, it's, but it's not it's like, Hey, if I get severe autism, I get a lot of the stuff or the pain that you're feeling, it doesn't mean I know exactly, right. but it means I I can empathize with you and give you tools that I, I know are going to make your path easier. And, and by the way, you know, yes, do better at work because, you know, you're, you're being supported. Mm -hmm. you know, it, it is about giving the other human what they need. You know, ev all behavior is about, you know, because everything's behavior, you know, your attendance at work is behavior. How well you do your job is behavior. All behavior is communication. And the results will speak the truth. If the if you're not getting the results that you want, that is telling you there's a need not being met. Right. So this is an opportunity to meet the need to begin to get the results that you want. I love that. So beautiful. Um, is there anything else that people should know about you, your work that we didn't talk about? I know that people have said to me that when we speak or we engage in, in the different venues that I speak in, that people feel better. They, mm -hmm. they feel, they, they feel soothed. And I would say if, please, I would invite anyone who thinks that, uh, they have an audience that would benefit from this idea of let's take a breath and breathe, which is always the first step yeah. in dealing with anything hard. Take that 
deep breath to honor yourself, to get, send your, your mind and your body and your heart the, the message that you're safe, we got this, you're supported. Anyone who would benefit from that, I invite and need the tools. I would invite them to have me in and share this experience and share this guidance because why not apply it to their own lives? Because honestly, Camille, I want the world to have these tools. I want the world to have this awareness that our job is not to change other people. Our job is to, is to love and and that it's in doing that and giving concrete, practical advice on that, that guidance. Um, I want to create a world that is a, a, a kinder place for people of all ability, of all differences, because then we will have heaven on earth, you know, and, and I don't mean that in a religious way right. at all. I mean that in a very heart-centered way. Mm -hmm. Like, wouldn't it be amazing if everyone approached every other human being with an presuming competence and an assumption that we got this together, you know, let's, let's, let's make the world more peaceful. Beautiful, beautiful. Anything coming up in the new year that you want to share? I have a number of things in the works. Okay. Uh, some new programming and uh, courses and some speaking venues coming up. So I'll be keeping people posted about that. Uh, okay. But in the meantime, I would in invite people to reach out to me on uh, HeidiRome.com. Easy. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, to to figure to to see what I'm doing um, most currently. Okay, excellent. That's the best way. HeidiRome.com. That's R O M E. Yes. And you can get all the information. And if you're looking to find Heidi um, to speak at one of your organizations, I assume that you would do it online or in person either way. Yes. My contact information is, all, is there. All, all there on the website. Awesome. Well, thank you, Heidi, so much for being a part of our show today. Thank you for having me, Camille. It was amazing. Yeah. Thanks. All right, everyone. Thank you, our listeners, for being also a part of our show. And if you're interested to learn more about the Soul Professional Movement, go to soulprofessional.com and join us for some networking or some free masterclasses on running a soul-aligned business. Thank you, Heidi, again, and we'll see everyone for our next show.